0: Welcome. You are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Caris Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. Be blessed as you listen. In Romans
1: chapter, Romans chapter 1 verse, 17 It says that <laughs> for therein the righteousness of God, for in it, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. How?
2: Faith faith.
1: How is the righteousness of God revealed? Faith
2: faith.
1: As it is written. Let's all read that bit together.
2: The just shall live
1: by faith. Say it again. The
2: just shall live by faith.
1: For the last time.
2: The just shall live by faith.
1: Actually, I prefer it louder.
2: Wow,
1: oh, this is amazing. Satan doesn't like it when we read the word, the word of God loud. It it's really it makes him very worried and nervous. The just who lives by faith? The just. Who lives by faith? The just. Who is the just? Yeah. Don't tell me me. <laughs> don't say me. I don't mean you. Who is the just in the context? Who is the just person? Ah? Huh? So anyone who is someone who is unjustified is the just.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's very smart to know. Wow. I told you. Yes. You guys are very smart. <laughs> Because of you, I feel like I should should be a lecturer in the university because Ah, it looks like it's it's going to be be an easy job. (laughs) The just shall live by faith. Who is the just? Anyone who is justified. So justification is actually a function of faith. Justification. That is what sparked the reformation. We have Martin Luther and Calvin. Martin Luther who left the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church was practicing things and how you can be justified by works.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Another way of putting justification is being accepted by God. You passed. So um, when something is manufactured, it's taken through quality control. And then once it passes the checks, they put the stamp on it. Alright, approved. So for you to be accepted by God, approved by God, it has to the Catholic Church taught that there are things you have to do. Mm-hmm. You need to take this box, textbooks. That's what every religion does anyway. Every religion shows you, tells you boxes to take mm-hmm. in other for God to accept you.
2: Right.
1: So you have to tick this box. You have to tick this box. You have to pray eight times a day. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do that. And you tick the boxes. So then even if you sin, those days, you may have to, if you are rich, you may have to pay a lot of money to the church. So like, your grandfather died and he was a millionaire. And you love him. And he's left. his bequieted all the wealth to you. But you want him to make it to heaven because he was a slave to the bad person. But you want him to make, make it to heaven. You have To talk to the popes, you pay a lot of money. So, once you pay the money to the pope, huge money they will give you, you know, like the way when you go to court, they give you a fine to pay us. They give you so you, someone can be bad and die, but the relatives can pay, you know, do something for them based on the money, or you can put a lot of money into the church coffers. Once you put in money, they can waive your sins, and God will say, Okay, that's what's coming. That's why in some of the churches, you see, when they are praying, they pray for the departed souls. So for all our departed souls, we pray that may God receive them. That's a useless prayer. (laughs) Don't pray for a dead person. But in those days, they used to teach. They used to practice these things. So you have to do some things, and then you have to do penance sometimes because of what you have done. So you have maybe crawl on the floor, rough surface floor, for about one mile. And afterwards, you say some prayers, if you do all that. And he was a priest. So he was a scholar. He read in the Bible. And his problem was he was always feeling guilty himself felt like what can I do to make God happy but every time when he looks at the standard of God and nothing he does is good enough until one day through research he found out that really the Bible says the just shall live by faith so then, if it's only faith why are they adding works you are not saved by works. But why, why is the institution making people do, do, this, do this, do this, do this, and pay heavily for your works, for your for your faith? So it's like you have to buy your faith, or sorry, buy your salvation, or buy your justification. So it was that phrase, the just shall live by faith, that changed the, everything, that brought the reformation. So the reformers came up with this um, five... Only solace so they say. Salvation is sola fide, which is sola fide faith alone. Faith alone. How are we saved? By faith alone, not faith plus works. So that's why the swelly, rally, roly yeah. people were saying that. No, you don't have to do. Even if you fornicate, it's not. You are not saved by your works. You are saved by your faith. So, once you accept Jesus, it doesn't matter. That's what they were t- now, they've been teaching on uh, the YouTube or uh, uh, Instagram. And because people want to sin, they say, ah, this sounds great. I'm perfect in my spirit. Yeah. I can follow. Now, it doesn't matter what. Now that I'm born again, Jesus is in my spirit. As for the flesh, there's nothing good in the flesh, my soul. But I'm still perfect in my spirit. So, I can do anything and still perfect in my spirit. Yeah. Because it's just grace. Grace is not the law. It's not about don't do this, don't do it. I can't do anything because that what, I'm saved not because of what I don't do or what I do. But I'm saved because of the grace of God. Grace. 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 So, but the truth is, when you are saved, it is not based on the things you have done. But the things he has done. That's what brings us into salvation. So the Catholic Church, oh, sorry, the, those days, the Reformation the Reformation said, it is only God alone. But the Catholic Church said, no, no, you can't say that, it's God alone. Uh, sorry, faith alone. Mm. Because the tradition of the Church is that you have to have some works to back it. Mm. So you have to do A, B, C, and then we can accept you. And he said, no. But who is the church? He said, no. You, can't, you, you cannot undermine the tradition of the church. And they said, no. It's the tradition. It's scripture alone. Not scripture by tra- uh, plus tradition. Yes. Don't say it. And then they said, but who who endorses the scripture? Is it not the church? Mm-hmm. So the Pope being the leader of the church and the church tradition, the church authorities have more authority than the scripture. Wow. Ah! Wow. So they said, no. No. It's scripture. And not church authority as well in Scripture. So if the church authority is different from what Scripture is saying, let the church authority go to hell. Wow. So Scripture alone, which is called uh, sola scriptura. Okay. So sola fide is only Scripture. Is by faith alone hmm. only Scripture. Scripture is the final authority. Analogia scriptura. Okay. Analogia scriptura means everything John is saying in John chapter 2, it agrees with what James is saying in James chapter 4. The, the, the scripture speaks with one voice. The scripture speaks with one word. No those who tell you, especially, especially, those who tell you the Bible is contradicting itself. They are contradicting their common sense. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: So the Bible does not contradict it itself. Never accept it. Anyone tells you the Bible contradicts itself, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Whoever tells you that doesn't know the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, as, it's, a, it's supposing and assuming. Maybe you can ask them one question. Have you read the Bible cover to cover? Mm-hmm. And see, sh- 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 I don't have to read it cover to. It. I can just see that you are reading it out of context. You go to the Bible to go and look for errors, you'll find you see a lot of it which will be a reflection of your ignorance more than the the, the context of the scriptures. Anyway, so s- solar uh, okay, analogia scriptura, total scriptura. Everything in scripture, not some is right, some is, so you like the part that says that God will bless you, but you don't like the part that says that don't fornicate. Mm. <laughs> it's like buffet you choose and pick the ones you want and then, yeah pick a mix you leave, you leave the ones you don't like no. so it's total scriptura everything including the dot that's how serious it is in Matthew chapter um, 5 17 or so Jesus said not a jot or a tittle what by, a, a jot or a tittle by no means, one. He said, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass. That means, you know the the, the, uh, the uh, jot, do you know what a jot is? What's a jot?
2: Like
1: a and what's a tittle? You know, the, the thing that makes, differentiates T, lower T from L. Yeah. That thing. Oh. Mm. He said, "Even that is so godly." Wow. He said, "Not that." He said, "That one, not one of them, will pass without being fulfilled." Wow. Wow. So, by doing that, by saying that, Jesus puts total scripture as the word of God. Every total scriptura. So they said, "We need tradition and scripture," but the reformers say, "Total scriptura." So, Sola Fidei, Sola, sorry, Sola Scriptura, and then, to the glory of God alone. So, Sola Dei Gloria, to the glory of God alone. Everything that is happening to church shouldn't be to the glory of a man, to the glory of a woman, Mm. to the glory of your feelings, Mm. to the glory of your job or anything. It's only to the glory of God. Everything. And then by grace alone, no works. So it's faith, no works. Grace, not law. The Bible, not tradition. Okay? So faith versus works. Grace versus law. Bible versus tradition. The glory of God to the opinion of men. Right, so when it says, by grace alone, which is sola gracia, grace alone, grace alone, and Christ is the only one who saves us, so Christ alone, so these five, so Christ alone is solos Christos. Solus Christus, sola gracia, grace alone, sola fide, faith alone, sola scriptura, scripture alone, and sola dei gloria, only to the glory of God alone. <laughs> That's what Christianity is about. Amen. So they are called the five solas of the Reformation. Five solas. So justification it is by God alone. Sorry. Diversification is... Um, let me... me. Diversification is by grace alone, mm-hmm. through faith alone, based on what the scripture says alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. I like shouting Hallelujah! 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 So, when we say the just shall live by faith, we are actually pointing to the fact that a person who has been justified. Justified means that, I thought I explained justification, where the justification is the act of God declaring somebody righteous. So the act of God declaring a sinner righteous by grace alone, through the sinner's faith in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. Oh, come on. So God pronounces you, you are righteous. He declares you righteous. Meanwhile, without righteousness, you can't come to God. And then he said, you are righteous, so now you can come to God. So that is justification. Christianity starts. The just shall live by faith. So that's that's to be a just as you are Christian. That's how it starts by faith. So it starts. Christianity starts with being justified. I am being accepted, justified in the accepted in the beloved. We have justification through propitiation in His blood.
2: What? Hmm.
1: Wow. Now. So now that we know what justification means, I think it will just do justice to talk about sanctification. The other time I spoke about propitiation, and I don't think I've got much time to talk about the expiation, even though I mentioned it, and it should suffice, or I'll come back to it later. (laughs)
2: Let's
1: talk about sanctification. Sanctification is a big thing. What does it mean to be sanctified? Sanctify to sanctify something means to set it apart. That's what it means for a particular use. Um, in parliament, it's not everywhere. If you are parliamentarian, not everywhere. You, can, you can't sit everywhere. No, 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 no. no some seats are sanctified yes. for the bomb of some particular person. <laughs> some seats are sanctified. So sanctification actually means something has been reserved or has been set apart for a, a particular use or a, an exclusive use. And in this case, God setting people apart for his use. That's what sanctification actually means. I might not go too uh, detailed into other aspects of sanctification where he says sanctify the Lord. Mm. You know, but God told the, uh, the Israelites, "Sanctify yourself for tomorrow. You shall eat meat. <laughs> sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders amongst you. <laughs> that was the meeting like, <laughs> beef eater. So, <laughs> sanctify yourself. It means that you know this is a very important text. You have to." separate yourself when you become born again now this is where the rule is truly truly some um, uh, those you are justified but to justify your justification yeah. to validate your justification sanctification must follow okay. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: okay, okay.
1: a person who claims to be justified and can manifest sanctification is not really justified. Yeah. I'll explain it. Does that mean that our justification is based on our works? No, but if you are truly justified, what happens is the greatest blessing of Christianity is that can you imagine Christ lives in you.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a, that's what makes Christianity unique. Christ lives in us and we live in Christ. Amen. And then when we say Christ lives in you, it's not just, in fact, Colossians chapter 3, verse 11 talks about, for Christ is in all. Mm-hmm. Christ is all, f- uh, but Christ is all and is in all. Oh. Yeah. So when you talk about Christ lives in me, it's not like an aspect of Christ in me. All of Christ is in me. Hallelujah! Aww. And it's not even just like all of Christ is in me. You have to understand this. When we say Christ lives in us, she <laughs> recently in my studies, I came by, I came back to this text, this Latin phraseology or phrase: <laughs> "Opera Trinitatis ad extra indivisa sans. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you I know you have Google translation. Yes. Uh,
2: uh, uh.
1: Opera Trinitatis ad extra indivisa sans. This is what it means. The operations of the Trinity in the world is not divisible. No. The operations of the Trinity. Pastor, what is this? We came to church. Is it Bible school? It. Yes. Because I'm talking to intellectuals. Yeah. Sensible people who are more sensible than potentially the generation I had before Because Auntie doesn't like these things. He likes breakthrough miracle. Amen. By fire, by fire, amen. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 because most of us are dealing with people who are confronting you on the intellectual platform so long as Christianity is concerned so you shouldn't be ignorant about some things okay, the operations of the trinity in the world are indivisible. This is what it means. When you see the Holy Ghost at work, Mm. what does it mean? That means Jesus and God the Father, they are all working together. Mm, Okay. So you can't see that, so so this one is just the Holy Spirit. No. Anytime Holy Spirit is moving, Jesus is moving, the Father is moving. Anytime Jesus is moving, the Father is moving, the Holy Spirit is moving. Anytime God is doing something on earth, that means Jesus is there, the Father is there. So when he says that Jesus lives in us, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. I can't hear you. When you say Jesus lives in us, what does that mean?
2: Wow. The
1: Father lives in me, and the Holy Spirit lives in us.
2: Wow. Wow. That's
1: what that statement means. Wow. Wow. Opera Trinitatis ad extra indivisa wow.
2: They,
1: they, the Holy, the, the Godhead, yeah. their oppressions on the earth. You can't separate them. It's, 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 even though they are them, they work together. Everything. So Jesus, when he was here, the Father was with him, the Spirit was with him. So when Jesus lives in me, that means that in fact, I think 1st Corinthians chapter 3, is it verse 16? I believe it talks about, don't you know that ye are the temple of who? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Ah. But we know Christ is in me. But here he said, God. And then in second 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 Corinthians chapter 6, yeah, I think verse 16, between 16 and 19. It talks about how the whole, don't you know, your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hey! Your body is what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. Ah, so the Holy Spirit is in your body, but Jesus is in me. And he said, you are the temple of God. So, did you see that? Opera, trinitatis, indivisa, adestra, adestra, indivisa, the, the three of them are all in us. In Jesus puts it this way: If um, John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-one to twenty-three talks about talking about if you love me, you obey my commandments, and then he says that uh, who loves me, uh, loves me, and he who loves me will love my Father, and I will love him and manifest. Look at verse twenty-three. Verse twenty-three says that Jesus and then he said, said, uh, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come. We wow. will come and do what? Make, make, our, make our dwelling, our home in, in him. So then when Christ is in you, you're actually carrying God in you. Wow. Mm. Wow. wow. See, that's why you have to be very careful who you choose to be your friend or potential mate. Because mm. yeah. mm. they, they have devil inside them. You have God inside you. <laughs> how can the pastor say people have devil but can't you see from the heaven they walk sometimes can't you see from their face can't you can't you see from the pressure she's putting on you for sex that this one the devil lives in her <laughs> can't you see from the pressure he's putting on you that this guy is a carrier of the devil <laughs> since you befriended them haven't you seen that your spiritual life is plummeting they brought the devil into your territory. People human beings were created to carry. Mm-hmm. So everybody is a carrier, but it depends on what you're carrying. <laughs> everybody's a carrier. Tell somebody, I'm a carrier." <laughs> so when, that's, that means that when you're about to choose a husband or a wife, you have to be very careful, because they might be carrying something. So, now, back to uh, sanctification. When you become born again, you are justified. When you are justified, one of the signs of true justification is it produces sanctification. Okay. What does it mean to be justified? God declares you righteous on the grounds of your faith in Christ alone. If you put your faith in Christ, it will show. First of all, God living in you will also begin to produce. When God is in you, something will begin to show. Mm. Yeah. The way since you say you are born again, the way nothing has changed in your life, it makes us doubt wow. your salvation. Mm-hmm. Wow. It makes us doubt the genuineness and the authenticity of your justification. Wow. Because if that justification is authentic, it will produce sanctification. In other words, if God is living in you, he actually sets you apart for himself. Wow. How come God is living in you and things are still normal? Mm-hmm. That's where the swelly, swelly, roly, roly some some of those guys. Yes. That's where they got it wrong. We are not saved by what we do, but when we are saved, it affects what we do.
2: Yeah.
1: It affects what you do. You can't claim you are saved, yeah. but you have, there's no change. There's no sanctification. Christ is our sanctification. Mm. Is it not enough? Mm. For your sins to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to appreciate election. How many of you remember election? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Mm No, no, I don't don't mean parliamentary or presidential election. I thought that we have been elected by God. Elected by God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So before we were even from God, has this is this is very interesting. From eternity past, God has set his mind on some people that this person called you will be born. And then when you are born, at a certain point in time, you'll be saved. And then when you are saved, when you are dying, it will be glorification. He has already set his eyes on you. So in Isaiah 49 verse 1, he said, he said, when I was a fetus in my mother's womb, you called me by my name. Yeah. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. When they I haven't given you a name yet. When they haven't given you a name yet, God has already mentioned you by your name. God has called you.
2: What? So
1: when you were messing up in the world and insulting church people and saying, church is not for me, God has called you. Yes! And he paid for your sins in advance before you responded. (laughs) He has... He has chosen us from the foundation of the world. So election, it's good to know you have been elected. And after he elected us, in time, he justified us. So before you were born, you were elected, but when you start living at a positive point in time, he justifies you by stirring faith in your heart through a preaching you hear. Wow. How many of you, to be honest, who are born again can admit that sometimes you are quite impressed the fact that you are born again. Oh. <laughs> and 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 you, you actually know it's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes if you think through, I, I can't be, I'm born again. And you love it. Yeah. In fact, you love it than you could have ever
2: imagined. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And you know you are actually born again. Yes. Yeah. But when you look at your cronies and your actual best friend, oh. you can tell they are on their way on the M25 of hell.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Wow.
1: And you can read. Credit to the preaching, mm. even though God uses the preaching. Mm. Because you remember the day you believed, you were two of you, yeah. just two of you. The other one was also preaching, but he didn't listen. Wow, wow, wow. So it wasn't that powerful, some powerful theological. No, no, no. Yes. But as the guy spoke, something responded from inside yes. you. <laughs> that is the appointed time God stead up faith in you <laughs> God stared our faith in you God has reserved you to the, for the moment that you're going to be saved and he sent Jesus to die for those who will be saved mm. <laughs> that's another one I brought in
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. he sent Jesus to die for you ahead of time mm. because he knows you'll be saved so those Romans chapter eight verse twenty nine, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that he will be, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Now, the key thing is verse thirty. Moreover, he, uh, uh, whom he predestined, these also the same. The same people he predestined, the same set of guys, are the ones he also called. Who does God call those he has predestined? Does God call everybody? No. Who does he call?
2: Those he has predestined. That's
1: there. He said, before I was formed in my mother's womb, he called me. No. What? Thank you when I was I was in my, uh, the matrix of my mother mm-hmm. he named me mm-hmm. what the Lord has called me from the ma- from my mother's womb he's called me oh but pastor is called yeah <laughs> Romans 8 29 those he foreknew That tells you, this is not a common occurrence for everybody. He said, those, out of the lot, those he foreknew, is the same people he has predestined to be conformed. That's why Christ came to be the image, so that those he has foreknown can be conformed into the image of Christ. Christ came on the account of those God has foreknown. Verse 30 says that, moreover, those he called. Who are the people he called? The those he has predestined. And who are those he predestined? Those he foreknew. He foreknew. that, That means that he set his love on you before you were pregnant. Before your mother conceived you. He set his love on you. So those he foreknew, he predestined. Those he predestined in time, he called. Those he called, uh, whom he called, he justified. So he will call you and justify you now. Listen to this very carefully. This is where I'm going. Something is not mentioned in this text. Because this is the spectrum of the believer's life: okay. predestination, mm. oh, sorry, foreknowledge, mm. predestination, mm. calling, mm. justification, and then if it justifies you, glorification. Okay. Okay. Is there something that happens between all these times? Really, foreknowledge is a long time ago. Mm. All right, for the, the foreknowledge is a long time ago. Between foreknowledge and predestination is around the same time, because he foreknew and predestined. But between the predestination and calling, calling happens in time. Foreknowledge happens in eternity past. Predestination happens in eternity past. What happens in time is the calling. Mm -hmm. So when he calls you now, what does he do? He will give you the faith. He will inspire your heart to believe, and so that you'll be justified. So just calling and justification happens in time. And really, the reason why you are are justified is because you have actually been called. Who are the people who justifies? God. That's why you are justified. point in time does he call you? The time you start calling on him. (laughs) For whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The reason why you are calling on him to be saved is because he has called you. He has predestined, and then the time that is now saying, now, now, come. That's the time your, friend, your heart is moved, and you are starting to call on his name, and you have to put your faith in him, and he saved him. Now, after you are saved, he said, those who are justified, he glorified. Now, glorification in this context is talking mainly pointing about the end of everything. Mm-hmm. So, it starts from eternity past. God plans the same people he planned in eternity mm-hmm. at the same glorified version of the... Pe- so, whoever gets glorified was already predestined from eternity past. Mm-hmm. So, whatever is happening within time has the influence is coming from eternity past for the purpose of eternity future. Wow. Now, watch this. After justification... Something which is very essential happens. Because if you have been justified, what are you waiting for? Die! Mm. (laughs) I mean, it's like you finish university, you finish, you've got your degree. Why are you going back to uni? Mm. Mm. To go and do the same, you finish your PhD. Are you going to do the same course again? No. You, I'm let's say I'm studying, um, what computer science, okay. (laughs) Studying computer science, PhD. I've done my undergrad, I've done my master's, Mm. I've finished my PhD, computer science. Then I go and enroll again. I want to do computer science, (laughs) master's level. What's wrong (laughs) with (laughs) you? I want to be in the uni. No, you can't be here. Uni is for studies. It's not for accommodation. It's for studies. So as soon as you finish, you don't want to go, but they have to kick you out. The student's accommodation must be passed on to someone who is also steady. So really, if it's the reason why I'm in uni is to get my master's, after I get my master's, then go. If the reason why we are alive is just to be justified, then after you are justified, then go.
2: Oh, come on. Thank you, God.
1: But justification is really not the end of life. There is another process that takes the sum of your human Christian life. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children, for whom I labor in man again, unto Christ before you. What is he talking about? Is he talking about born again people or born again? is said, I labor in birth again. Nothing I've done in the first time. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was preaching and pushing so you get born again. Now that you are born again, I'm going back to the labor world. Pastor, what are you doing in the labor world? Another baby is coming. No, you. <laughs> I'm betting you again. For what I'm laboring unto Christ be formed in you. Wow. That Christ being formed in you is what is called sanctification. Wow. 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 Sanctification that someone looks at you and said, You, 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 I don't know how Christ looks like, but there's something Christ about you. <laughs> The rest of your Christian life is a journey of becoming more and more and more like Christ. More and more, you started from here. So now, as you are in Christ, gradually, God is working on you. So the pastor's job is to labor for you to become more and more. Some of you came to church here. After a while, after five years, you have, even, you have done just done this. <laughs> People who came two years after you came in are here. You are still here. You are hampering the just sanctification process. And it's a matter of labor. The entirety of your Christian life is a journey of sanct- wow. sanctification. You are being transformed. So he says that we all, with unveiled faces, are. Beholding us in a glass, are being transformed into the same image. That's sanctification. You are on your journey. Watch this. You are on your journey to becoming more and more and more and more and more and more more like Christ. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why that annoying usher is part of your journey. (laughs) That is why that gossiping sister is part of your journey. That's why that sister who has set her eyes on the same boy who you can notice that likes you. Have you noticed that since you became born again, your desires have not fully gone? Uh It's part of the process. <laughs> oh, some of you are not changing. I, I think it's a good area to go. Into. Because, you know, how many of you have seen someone who is in church and you know this is a genuine Christian? Later on, you hear something they've done. I said, ah, oh, how could you go and slap somebody and fight him? <laughs> you have changed. And your, your, your people who know your family, you you say you are Christian, mm-hmm. yeah. and sometimes they can tell there's a change, mm-hmm. but other times they look like. But you haven't. <laughs> give me, a, please, give me some time. I'm in a process. Uh-oh. I'm I'm a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. I'm work in progress. I'm work in progress. I am not where I want to be, but I thank God I'm no more where I used to be. Yeah. Hallelujah. So then the rest of of your Christian journey is a journey of sanctification. Then becoming, what is maturity? When you are becoming more like Christ, and not in height. Not in complexion, not in size, but in character. Yeah. We are partakers of the divine nature. Oh, yeah. We have been saved to begin to exhibit the nature of God yeah. on earth. Yeah. Somebody is living an earthly life, but there's, an, there's a heavy, heavenly influence on your earthly life. Hallelujah! Yeah. You are living an earthly life, but manifesting heavenly cred- credentials. Amen. Wow, wow. 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 Amen. That's Sanctification. And Christ has become for us both wisdom and sanctification. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. So the rest of your Christian life is but of him. You are in Christ who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Christ is our sanctification. Christ is our sanctification. Amen. They are, they, in Hebrews chapter two, verse eleven. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter two. Oh, oh! Let's read it all out together. This is getting interesting. I, you see, Hebrews. There's something in Hebrews. Oh, oh Hebrews. 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 Let's read it all out together. Let's go.
2: Oh, God.
1: Those who are being sanctified, we are the, we are being, sanctification doesn't finish. Justification is one time act. (laughs) But sanctification is a process. Wow. So we are being sanctified. We are being, and who does the sanctification? Christ. He who sanctifies. And those who are being sanctified, we are all the same. We are of, what does that mean? We like we, the We bear the nature of God in us. We are not ordinary people. When you are born again, you have the very life of God. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, he said, When Christ, who is your life? Christ, who is our life, appears. He is actually our life. He is our life. He's our life. He
2: our life.
1: First Corinthians talks about, he who is joined with Christ mm-hmm. is one spirit. Woo! 617, right? But he who is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. Is what? One spirit. Can you imagine? Wow. That's what the guys are using, the holy rolling. Mm. So, in your spirit, you are one with Christ. Mm. But now you have to work out this salvation. It's inside. Work it out. Mm -hmm. It must begin to show that something has transformed. If you are transformed on the inside, you will lose appetite for the rubbish the flesh loves. The flesh will still like some things, but you feel very uncomfortable about it. Because it's not you. You have the nature of God.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: He who is joined to the Lord is one thing. We have union with Christ. Christ lives in us. And we live in Christ. Ah, I love that one more. I love Christ lives in me and I live in Christ. Where do you live? In Christ. Where do you live? In Christ. Where do you live? In Christ. Live? In Christ. Live? In Christ. This is an inseparable, irreversible union. It's an irreversible union. And the union we have with Christ is an organic union. Do you understand what that means? Organic union is like, it's actual, it's of life, not cosmetic, it's actual. So then, when I take uh, Aban's jacket and I wear it, uh, it, it's not organic, it's not organic. But then when they do blood transfusion, and makes his blood, that's, that's a very, that's organic, It makes his life into my life, and our union with Christ is not cosmetic, it's actually an organic union, that means that the life I have is actually the life, real life of Christ inside me, hallelujah, hallelujah, I have the life of Christ in me if you are born again, you, listen, we are not ordinary people, we carry the life of Christ, we carry the life of God, shout out It's an organic union. And it's not only organic. Mm. It's judicial. Mm. Mm. It's judicial. Mm. We actually been adopted. God went to the adoption uh, program. Mm. And every legitimate, it's a legitimate union. Mm. It's not sham. Mm. It's not union of convenience. Mm -hmm a Legitimate union, it has met all the requirements of God's laws and systems. When so, when I say Christ is in me and I'm in Christ, it's not some wishful ideology, it's, it's, a, it's organic and it's a legitimate something. What, what? and it's, it's our union of Christ is life, it's a matter of life. Christ lives in me, it's so much part of you, you can't take it off. In the same way, when we are union in union with Christ, Christ is so much part of us. The thing has become part of our lives. Okay. This whole Christ thing. That's why some of you can't run away from church. You don't have anywhere going. You can't run away from church. Wow. You can't run away from Christ. You can't. It's too late. You are beaten into something. When you become born again, what has happened to you is more than meets the eye. You are you actually changed. And your change is not from the outside. No. It's from the inside. And people who are around you will see there's something. Else. Listen, you started coming to church, but you haven't come to Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why you are still doing the stuff. You haven't changed. You haven't changed. That's why sometimes preaching looks too long for you. But you know you haven't changed some of you are listening to me, especially people who normally sit at the back you haven't changed you haven't changed that's the the reason why there's no evidence of sanctification in your life is because you haven't been justified justified. So sometimes some people will tell you that, you see, you are in church, but if you don't change from your sins, you go to hell. Really, you go to hell because you are never justified. And when you are justified, you can't stay in your sins. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) You have eaten too much of Christ. (laughs) You won't stay in your sins comfortably. One of the most disconcerting things or discomforting things that can happen to a believer is when you begin to enter into sin. Mm. How many of you have sinned before since you became born again? Did you realize how complicated it was for you? Sometimes, after a whole period of sweet masturbation, Mm. immediately sink into low mood or depressive mood. And it's not because it's not sweet. Mm. (laughs) Please, relax. No one knows I'm talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly, you are done. You feel you just, you feel oh, water and I I hate this. Year. <laughs> and it's different from when before you became Christ. You became a Christian. You came into Christ. You did some things. You were very upset with yourself. Mm-hmm. That one you are upset with yourself. But when you are in Christ and you take Christ and then practice mm-hmm. something that you know, it's sometimes very private. Because most of those ones are private. Mm-hmm. The people who are Christians are and living in public sins. I don't understand them. You are a Christian, and all your friends, you are drinking and smoking with believers You are smoking with them and drinking with them. You, you are a bad press for God. Bad beer! It looks like I'm talking to somebody. Ask the person, is it not you really are talking
2: about
1: Somebody, please uh, just excuse me. I'm being sanctified. (laughs) How many of you have heard someone saying that maybe you yourself said, I don't think I'm a good Christian, I can't do this thing. I can't do this thing. That statement makes me feel that there's something genuine because you just don't like what's happening to you. The dislike is a sign that you still have the life. So what do you do get up and still try it go again but this time surround yourself with some strength some brothers some sisters if your problem is sisters stay away from them yeah, only shake their hands in church hello don't put them in your car don't sit in there i'm telling you at least for, for now yeah listen if your ex follows you to church stay very far away from him or her. <laughs> classic example of Kalimaha is
2: coming.
1: <laughs> Didn't I tell you the other time that some of the girls, the boy become born again. He said, oh, me too, I'm born again. He can come and join the choir. I has joined the host team. All that is for the boy. What is this pastor saying? He have not been around longer than me in church. Fire Brothers who have been overtaken by the flood. Mm. Newest flood. Wow. Fire our sisters. Our sisters is so sad. When a sister falls in love, it's very sad. Everything stops thinking. They can't think.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The love syndrome of sisters oh, wow. is sad. Most of you, when you fall in love, you become so stupid. Stupid. You say, oh, I don't have money today. Well, oh, you take my card. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is, many people here are genuine about Christ. Yeah. And when you are genuine about Christ, eh, before you even got married, there were times you have feelings, but you still kept going. Because the love of Christ constrains.
2: Like like
1: Don't tell me, on me. Listen, everybody. You are not different from everybody.
2: You
1: are not different. Only God knows. Maybe you see the gentleman sitting in front. Maybe he even has his own stronger than you, but he's managed it in Christ by the help of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Do you understand? No, I don't mean anything, but you understand what I mean? Yeah, yes. yeah. Whether front seat or back seat, yeah. human beings are human beings. Nobody's blood is blue. Yeah.
2: That's
1: why racism is wrong. Because, you see, yesterday the person, Kobe reminded me of something. When the blood of bulls and goats, they can't save human beings, isn't it? Yeah. That's why Jesus had to use his blood. Have you ever seen someone needing blood transfusion and they give you the dog blood, the blood of his dog? Or the blood of a cow? It doesn't work. But they can give you the blood of a white man. And it will (laughs) work. You don't like it. (laughs) They can give you the blood of a black man. As long as the blood genotype. In the same way, all of us, every one of us, if you have blood, you 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 are still going through sanctification. Mm-hmm. Blood comes with feelings. Blood comes with temptations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, I'm okay, thank you. That's why when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, they said he said it. No. He said, a ghost has not got flesh and bones. He didn't say flesh and blood. That's right. Mm. God, he has actually shed his blood. He's presented the blood to Jesus, mm. eh, to God. So he didn't have blood. So he said, a ghost has not got flesh and bones. Is it John or Matthew? Is it Luke, rather? Okay. Yeah. Behold, my hands and my feet. That is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit... Give me key, James. For as a ghost, for a spirit has not flesh and bones. He didn't have blood. He would have said flesh and blood. But we always talk about flesh and blood, flesh and blood. This time he said flesh and bones, but no blood. Once you have blood, you need sanctification.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There are hormones in your blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are feelings in your blood.
2: Yeah.
1: So, everybody who has blood must strive towards the mark of the price of the high calling. The Christian striving is the striving to be like Christ, not to be perfect, but to be like Christ. We are striving, that's sanctification. We are, he, both he who sanctifies and those who have been sanctified have of one. So our, our goal is Christ, not the other sister, not the other brother. Okay. If the other brother is not doing it well, he's not my target. Yes. And stop patting yourself on the back saying, at least I'm better. Mm. Because I have not gone back to my ex. But you are still doing the pornography. Yeah. And you are comparing yourself to the other brother or the other sister who has gone back to their ex. So you you think you are better than them. No one should be your your measuring rod. Christ should be our standard. Christ should be your As long as you use others as your standard, you will always think you are better. You will always think you are better. So, sanctification is being changed, transformed. We all with own faces. You have to see Christ to be like Christ with all with the unveiled the, the the veil has been
2: taken off
1: the veil has been taken off, and I want to show you something. I think the verse ten talks about Moses from verse eleven or so. Uh, uh, unlike Moses, who put a veil on his face, watch this, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. He came from the mountain. He went and got the the commandments, the mm-hmm. Decalogue, brought it to them, but They couldn't watch his face. Ha! Moses. Ha! So he had to put a veil on his face so he can communicate with them. Mm. But the, the thing is that the glory of God, because of his his relationship, he was on the mountain for 40 days with God. By the time he finished, the glory of God has, has affected him. His face was shining. Bible says that in, in, in Exodus also. He said, his face shone. They couldn't look at his
2: face. Wow.
1: You, can, you, can, you can spend so much time with God that your face is shining. They can't look at you. Wow. I think I like that one.
2: Yeah. Sure,
1: yeah. I would like that one. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses the skin of Moses' face, you skin care. The skin of Moses' face shown that Moses, that, that, uh, that Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went, until he went in to speak with him. Every time he comes back, they can't look, so he has to put a veil on his face. Wow. But but the Abraham brought the scripture here, <laughs> according to 2 Corinthians, is that Moses had to cover his face. He covered what was passing away. So the glory Moses had was a fading glory. A facing faith. The difference between our glory and that glory it is almost a fading glory. Our own is increasing glory. Yeah. So when we look at the verse 18, it said, We all with unveiled faces are be- beholding us in a glass, being are being transformed into the same image. Guess what? From gl- it just it's it's just increasing. From glory yeah. to glory. That is sanctification from glory to glory. Yeah. After being in church two years, your faith must be better. Than how it was when you came in. After being in church five years, your state must be better than how it was two years. Next year, your spiritual life and your level of consecration, your level of purity, your level of Christ-likeness must be better than this year. Next year must be better than this year. Next two years must be better than next year. That is is progressive sanctification. We all with unveiled faces beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Sanctification is process, a process. Mm-hmm. Don't stop the process. If you find yourself in a compromising state, get up to church. Yeah. Some people, when they find themselves in a compromising state, they say, I'm not going to church. Ah, you're making a mistake. Yeah. Go to church for strength. Yeah. For strength. For strength. Yeah. Go to church for strength. Go to fellowship for strength. For strength. It's like church service will become like a a, a, a defibrillator for you. For strength. Because some of you, where you have sunk to, waking you up will not work. You need shocks. Defibrillator to to shake you. You need to hear from Pastor David. To give you a rude awakening. Yes. Because you got to wake up because your destiny is leaking. Yes. You are, your destiny is leaking away. Yes. And this is the time to wake up. Hallelujah. Yes. It's a certification program. If you find yourself in a compromising state, excuse me, forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? Do you think you are uh, Holy Mary?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You think I'm an angel? You're not an angel, excuse me. You are just a fallen flesh who has been justified, and now you are being sanctified. Yes. You are being sanctified. You are being sanctified. You are being sanctified. Do not think anybody is better than you. Yeah. Because you are comparing yourself to people. That's why you are thinking, as for me, I can't even speak in tongues like everybody. I'm not as good as these guys. You, you know what they have been through. Yeah. <laughs> Of the people you are saying, I'm not as strong as that, he's struggling with fornication. He, no, might. Might be struggling with fornication. has a big, broad problem. It's called downtown issues.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So in the nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that once you are justified, mm. allow the sanctification process to start. We all with unveiled faces, mm. watching uh, us in a mirror are being changed, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Yes. We are being changed. My little children, whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed. That is the journey. That's the journey. It's a process of sanctification. How many of you can identify that you are going through a process of sanctification? So when the holy, holy people tell you that you're already pure, yes, say, I know it, but it it has to manifest. Until if it doesn't manifest, it's not pure. If it doesn't manifest, it's not pure. If the medication is working, why well, why are you still having headaches? Yeah. Wow. wow. You used to have headache. Now we give you medication. No one can see it. But if it's working, then your headaches will stop. Yeah. But if it's not working, they have to give you another medication. Yeah. If your sanctification, your justification is true, it will produce sanctification. Yeah. If this sanctific- justification is not producing sanctification, it's not justification. Yeah that you are justified, but you are so comfortable with sin? Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, 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 oh,
2: son When
1: you are justified, you feel uncomfortable about sin. Am I preaching to somebody
2: yeah. I'm
1: happy to let you know your days of failing are over. Your days of falling to temptation regularly are over. your health and your life and your justice, your purity, those
2: days are
1: over!
2: Those days are
1: over! From today, you to are a brand new person. From today, it's from glory to glory. From today, it's from glory to glory. From today, it's from glory to glory. I see you winning, I see you overcoming, I see you travelling, and I see you prevailing, I see you doing well, I see you becoming more like Christ, I see you becoming more like Christ, I see you becoming more like Christ, in the name
0: of Jesus. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and to listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry on social media. Find David Entry on Instagram and TikTok at davidentry underscore. And find our youth ministry at Karis Phase Two on Instagram and TikTok and at CarisOnCampus on Campus on Snapchat. Be blessed.